Uh, I typically have us thank the band for leading us in worship. If we could just thank Jared for leading us in worship this morning. He's had a pretty rough week, so uh, I want us to make sure we follow up with him and check on him. Open your Bibles to Psalm 96, Psalm 96. And as you're turning there, if you are new with us or if you are a person who doesn't listen to me, though you're here every Sunday, I'm from Tennessee. So I need you to know that I've had to Google lots of words over the last few days. I've had to Google words like hurricane, levee, coast, all of these things I've had to, because I had no idea... I mean, if you grow up in the middle of Tennessee, you go towards the beach for vacation. And and I also want you to know this. It has been a powerful testimony to the, to the goodness of God to see the way that people have come together. To see how God has used everyday people... To show himself as someone who cares. To, to see neighbors going from door to door, helping people move furniture. It has been incredibly, uh, just a huge blessing to me. So, Psalm 96. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord and bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the people. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods are for all the gods of the people are worthless idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth and say among the reigns, Yes, the, the world is established and it shall never be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the fields exult and everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord. For he comes. For he comes to judge the earth and he will judge the world in righteousness and the people in his faithfulness. Three things that we see throughout this text. Uh, there are three key words that repeat themselves. In the first section, Psalm 96, 1 through 6, you see the idea of sing. So as we look at that, we see that God has called us to be a, a singing people. I remember when I moved to Dallas-Fort Worth in 2000, I had grown up in a church that was a traditional Baptist church. And from that point, I'd been to summer camps and I'd visited other things. But most of my life, worship was what many of us grew up with, with, with pews, with people in suits and ties, with deacons, with stale butterscotch. That's 
what our consistent worship experience was. And I remember that I started to go to a church in Burleson, Texas that was uh, that offered two styles of services. One of them was called traditional and the other one was called contemporary. And I chose to go to the contemporary worship service. And I remember standing and singing songs while people stood on the stage in, uh, with guitars and it kind of mesmerized me. And I remember listening and watching as they wore their baggy jeans. And everyone tried to sing with a voice like Creed, if you remember who Creed was. And I remember hearing these songs and thinking, I think they wrote these on a napkin on the way to the building this morning. That's what ran through my mind over and over and over. And as we look at this text, we see this idea of singing to the Lord a new song. And I think that's what most of us think of when we see this phrase that we would sing a new song. I mean, one of the most difficult things that Jared does from week to week is when he introduces a new song. Because you have people who are not sure as to how to express themselves. I'm not sure as to how to express myself. From what my children tell me, I need to express myself more quietly than I do. (laughs) Singing a new song. Is that what God's saying to us here? That as as God's people, as God's those who are shaped by God, that when we sing a new song, that we should be people who mumble and murmur and mutter. It's more than the idea of the napkin song. When you look at newness in this passage, God would call us to this newness. It's not just a new song we hear from Hillsong or Austin Stone or or whatever church we're getting our songs from. It's not just a song that Jared writes as uh, one evening for us to sing together in worship. The idea of a new song is not limited to new words for us to express, but it's the idea that we have been given the life and breath when we woke up this morning, renewed and refreshed by the God of the Bible, to come to Him because of His new mercies and His new energies and His new promises that He's holding fast. And say things to him. But when you look through the text, what you see is when you sing this new song, it's not just for you. Go into verse 2. Sing to the Lord, bless his name, tell his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations. His marvelous works among the people. So as we live with this new song on our hearts, this new words on our lips, this new attitude because of who God is, the God who has refreshed us, then we get to speak to those around us as to the goodness that we have experienced. Because from what we understand, those who are outside of relationship with God in Jesus don't have a new song to sing. So they hear a song from us. So for those of us who are believers in this room, I would ask us in the midst of a busy schedule and in the midst of our introversion or our extroverted introversion or whatever your personal experience, whatever your personal display of God is to consider, am I declaring his glory among the nations? Am I declaring his glory to the peoples? Now many of you would say, but Chad... What do you mean that I would declare his glories day to day to the nations? 
When we look at where we live, it's very unique because it is unlike anywhere that I've ever been. Uh, There are, because of the various job opportunities that are here, there are people who move here not only from the all over our country, there are people who move here from around the world. And when we look at that and go beyond that simple fact that you get to experience as people who live in this community, those who have come from various places, various backgrounds, yet God has brought those people here that we experience the nations in a different way than other people experience the nations. However, we also have this idea of social media and how every one of us are enabled to interact with people from around the world easily at the touch of a button. So when we look at this text, and it says we're to to declare His glory among the nations, His marvelous works among the peoples, what if we looked and we saw that God has given us ample opportunity in the everyday and in the mundane, but also in the difficult, to say that our God is good, to say that our God has moved in our midst, to say that our God has protected us and cared for us, to say that our God has given us people to surround us, declare His glory among the nations, His marvelous works among all the peoples. How many of us encounter people every day that need to see the movement of God through the person of Jesus? For great is the Lord... And greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols. But the Lord, he made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are his sanctuary. So we see these first six verses. And they're all based on this idea of singing to the Lord. That we would be people who have a new song to sing. Even if it's not so much an utterance with, with music behind us. But that we would have a new Perspective because of the renewed and refreshing of the renewness that God has given us and the refreshing that He has shown us. But verse 7, you move from singing, and you see the second word there is a scribe. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord. The glory do His name. Bring an offering and come into His courts. And worship the Lord in the splendor of His holiness. The word ascribe is a word that we don't throw around a lot. I've not used it to to describe anything this week. I've not ascribed things. We don't typically use that terminology. Uh, But what it means is to give credit to God for that which is already His. So when we say... And we look at what we own. And we thank God for what we have, but we realize that what we have is not just ours. It's been given to us by Him. Ascribe to the Lord. It's a posture word. It's the idea that you and myself, that we would see God and respond to God and know God as a unique God... Unlike the worthless idols that are mentioned in in the earlier verses, but that this God deserves our posture. It's a falling on your face word. I I grew up with my grandmother. Uh, She raised me. And even when I finished my master's degree, I moved into an apartment complex that she was in. And I gave her my key so that she would have permission to do my laundry. And... (laughs) 
I remember that there was a day I was in there and I was looking for something underneath my futon. And everyone knows what a futon is, right? Uh, futons are what men live on until they marry a wonderful woman who says, this cannot be in our home anymore. <laughs> But I had a futon and and I had lost a camera under the futon and I was laying on the floor looking for the camera that I had misplaced. And she walked in and thought that I had postured myself before the Lord. And she began to apologize to me profusely. Oh, honey, I'm sorry to interrupt your prayer time. And I'm, no, I'm just trying to find those pictures that I lost a few moments ago. And she saw me and saw a posture from me that looked as if I was coming before the Lord for something significant. When you see this idea of ascribe to the Lord, it's the idea of us posturing our lives because of the glory and the strength of God. It's the idea of us saying, God, you are glorious and you are strong and I have postured myself before you to display that I am weak and that I need you. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. God, I'm going to posture my life. I'm going to lay face down so that I can acknowledge... How much of a big deal your name is. That's literally, if we're giving this a 2017 context, because glory is a really popular word with preachers now. It's the idea that the name of God is a really big deal. So God, I'm going to face down, lay down, and I'm going to say, your name is a big deal. Ascribe and bring offerings and come into his courts. Face down, I'm going to see you, God, because you're a big deal. Why would God call us to change our posture? Because in the changing of our posture, it means that we've taken time to stop. Your lives are busy. My life is busy. We run and run and run and race and run some more and then we would think I'd be smaller. <laughs> Stop. Face down. And say to God that we believe He's a big deal. Worship the Lord in the splendor of His holiness and tremble before Him all the earth. How easy is it for us to take for granted? How magnificent the God of the Bible is who has made himself known to us in Jesus. The the splendor of his holiness, this is about more than functionality. It's about beauty. My engineering friends, let's talk about what beauty is. I I mean, I've had conversations and, um, and when I begin to look about 
look as to what we like. One of the first conversations I had with some of our tech guys was that they didn't know why we had all this crazy stuff going on on the screens. Why can't we just put all the words to the songs there? There's an aesthetic that's there. When you talk about what colors we like, uh, the, the popular colors that are represented here could be navy blue and forest green, cell block gray. That's why your wives don't let you decorate your houses, fellas. This is a seeing God. Not just as a God who functions, but a God whose presence is something that we want to seek. That we want to see, that we want to savor, that we want to know. Seeing, seeking, and savoring God for more than His functionality. I think that in the midst of function, we can lose the beauty of God. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Yes, the world is established and it shall never be moved. He will judge the people with equity. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Side note, I feel like we've had enough of sea roaring around here lately. Let the fields exult and everything in it. Then all the trees of the forest shall sing for joy. Before the Lord comes, for He comes to judge the earth, and He will judge in righteousness and the people in His faithfulness. When 10 through 13, you see the word say. So, so, so far, as you've walked through this text, you see that God tells us to sing a new song, to posture our lives, and to say. Well, uh, a popular quote that gets misused by churches all of the time that we should preach the gospel of all time, at all times and when necessary use words. It's kind of a dumb quote if we're being honest. To be able to ascribe how good God is, words have to be used. There's nothing else in my life where I express its beauty without using words. It's one of those things where we've pulled away from the truth of what God is and how He works. But here... What we get to do is I've watched this community pull together. And I've seen neighbors and churches bind together. Sometimes with different understandings as to how certain texts work. But people coming together for the sake of who Jesus is. We would say, hey, for the body of believers that exist in the Brazosport area. As we see ample opportunity around us to declare that our God is worthy of our worship, worthy of our praise, worthy of our energy, worthy of our effort, worthy of our words, worthy of our actions, worthy of all things. What would it look like if we if they experienced the beauty of God as we said how good He is together? I was walking to the next neighborhood over the other day and... I stepped in a bed of fire ants, which was awesome. And then you begin to notice, and you've probably spent some, spent some time looking at this this week. Facebook keeps giving us this, these pictures of fire ants as if that's what we want to look, like, look at right now. 
and how you have these nests and how they come together. And, and I did a little bit of research and, and I read how those fire ants, they've existed for however long, as long as they have, they've not been wiped out because in the midst of tragedy, they bind together. So when you see that swarm of fire ants sitting on top of water, that's them surviving. They survive because they have attached themselves to one another. When you look at the idea of this storm, it's the idea of all of this moisture coming together. When you look at the New England Patriots in, in, as football season starts, and I'll just be honest with you, I can be insufferable during football season. Their whole identity is based on the idea of, of them coming together. Their theme is usually do your job. So whether you're the quarterback of the New England Patriots who will remain nameless because he is wicked or you are the last guy, the, the guy who snaps to the punter, you do your job. We all come together and we do our job. These things that are bound together. So if we can look at the world that we live in and we see the idea of togetherness working for painful things like fire ants, or destructive things like hurricanes or demonic things like the Patriots. If we see coming together for one purpose present in those things, how much more significant would the witness of the church be if in the face of what looks insurmountable We come together to sing new songs, to posture our lives, and to say that our God is good. Not to steal words from the book of Esther, but I believe that the believing community here We exist for such a time as this. To be galvanized by the truth of the story of Jesus, an unchanging God in ever-changing situations. To care for the hurting. To help those who are struggling to stand, stand up. And to be what God has called us to be. And the power of that comes because of Jesus and his resurrection. I'm going to pray for us and we're going to sing together some more. Jesus, we do thank you for today. And I thank you for these people. Lord, we thank you that today we've been able to sing songs to you. And we've been able to gather safely here. Lord, I thank you for these men and these women who, who've been doing so much already. Lord, today, I pray that we'll see the places where we can sing that your mercies are new. Where we can posture ourselves and we can say that you are a big deal, a bigger deal than the storm that we face. 
And we can say that the hope of the world is you, Jesus. That you were immovable. That you are glorious. God, that we will be bound together by the power of your mercy. Shown to us in the cross. Declared in the resurrection. We ask all this in your name, Lord Jesus.